we're on one side of the road. This is in Welland. And uh, all the Welling kids are on the other side of the road. And there's fucking four lanes of traffic dividing us. And our, our vocalist is just adamant about fighting this dude. He's <laughs> in the middle of the road, four fucking lanes of traffic block, cars honking at him, and he's fucking got his dick out, and he's pulling it, just jerking off, screaming at these kids, going, fuck you, you fucking pussies, come fight me! <laughs> Welcome back. I'm your host, Phil Paxton, and you're listening to Banecdotes, the podcast that tries to showcase all sorts of underground, unsigned heavy acts from Ontario, Canada, such as screamo, metal, hardcore, anything of that sort, anything that's kind of heavy, I'm trying to feature. Uh, It's a good time. This week, our sponsor is Spotty's Clown Pants. Now, Spotty's Clown Pants is the most comfortable, softest, high-quality, perfect-fit clown pants in the game right now. I'm telling you this. Are you tired of your clown pants staining after one or two pie throws? They tear. They're not taken seriously. Spotty takes clown pants seriously and you can get them at spottiesclownpants.com they're made out of two percent spandex a little bit of cotton uh they're great i can't endorse spotty and his clown pants uh any more as i could uh so go to spottyclownpants.com slash banecdotes uh and use the promo code uh that's b-a-n-d-e-c-d-o-t-e-s for your clown pants today <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review, whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it be the Apple, Google, Spotify, check us out. Make sure you're following us, get the review in. You can check us out on Instagram for all the updates that I'm doing. That's at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you want to be a part of the show, you want to be a guest, or if you want to have your music featured on the new music of the month episode that I do, every last Friday of the month, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation. If you want to just talk about music too, if you want to just have a good conversation, even if you don't belong in a band and you're just a, a, a fan of the show, shoot me shoot me an email. Tell me how you, how you like it, any suggestions or anything of that sort. Give me all the info that I can get. This week, I have Dan Secord of The Cassandra Dilemma and Hostage. And as you can tell, he's got some stories up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, him and I had a really good conversation. He initially reached out to me uh, to have me do a guest part on The Cassandra Dilemma track, which I play at the end of the show, so make sure you stick around and listen to that. Uh, and I th- thought I'd repay the favor and have him on the show because, uh, you know, he's... he's uh, kind guy for asking me to do that i really appreciate that because that's what the show is all about it's all about embracing the local uh talent and, and and kind of using our support system and 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 embracing each other and just kind of lifting each other up like we all excel together uh i heard a really good uh uh saying earlier this week that uh uh, a rising tide floats all boats. And, and and that's what I really want this show to kind of inspire to do. I, I want to make sure we're all doing this together. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm going to get the show started off with a hostage song called Descend off their EP called All Hope Defiled that was released early this year here on Banecdotes.
How have you been? How's your day been so far? Oh, I can't complain, man. Uh, nice weather, and uh, it's Saturday, so that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I love that. I just ate too much McDonald's before this interview. Hopefully, I don't burp too much. I didn't know there was such a thing as too much McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so I've let the listeners know what you do, but tell us in your words your role in the Ontario music community. Uh, okay, so I do vocals in Hostage. Uh, I play guitar in a band called Coke Spoon. And I am I have a solo project called The Cassandra Dilemma that I write and record at home. Hell yeah, yeah. Coke Spoon. Uh, that's more of a, I can only imagine, just by the name of it, a power violence band. Surprisingly, no. It's, oh, really? It's uh, kind of thrashy, just punk, like old school punk, hardcore punk. Oh, uh, yeah. I totally thought of, oh, I can't even think of the friggin' band right now. I, 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 would, I would know if I saw it, but the, the, yeah, Coke Bus. Co- or sorry, Coke, Coke Spoon. That's cool. Coke I like Spoon, that. You got it, yeah. Yeah, that's rad. That's rad. So you've been busy over the pandemic. Uh, like you, uh, you, know, you like mentioned, that you're playing Hostage. Hostage released their debut EP entitled All Hope Defiled. And your solo project, The Cassandra Dr- uh, Dilemma, is set to release an EP by the end of June? I think I said, I think it's like mid-July. So Perfect. I'm releasing it one one track at a time. And the fourth one is is to come out uh, mid-July. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but if you ask me, it's more of an LP because the songs are quite lengthy. Uh, how did you manage to write such lengthy songs? What's your formula? Uh, honestly, it was, uh, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I've always wanted to do like an epically long song and I'd kind of written one. It was 15 minutes, and I was like, yeah, that wasn't as fucking as hard as I thought it would be. I'm just going to write another one, and then it <laughs> turned into another one and another one. So I ended up with four just stupidly long songs, which pisses everybody off, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what? It's super cool. It reminds me, uh, like, I was – I was jamming it uh, just as I was getting the McDonald's. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's so reminiscent of uh, that. I think you even mentioned to it, like in passing, that is it uh, the Acacia Strain song, The Observer? Is that, was, is, that, was that the one that's like a 26-minute song? Yeah, I really liked like kind of the concept behind that where it's just this ambient, drawn-out song. And like I, I guess that, that did influence a little bit. Um, because again i like that style of song but i thought that that song in particular was like is a little too drawn out and there are parts of it that are just kind of boring but i tried to you know kind of emulate that but do it you know spice it up a little bit and just keep keep things moving kind of thing totally totally i don't know if you could see i'm totally wearing the shirt you sent me yeah you fucking are it looks good on you man <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> thanks fuck yeah man yeah so uh yeah super cool that you write uh like such long songs and but the, the the cassandra dilemma stuff before that they you you weren't writing such long songs were you no i just kept uh kept things kind of short and sweet three to five minutes kind of thing nothing nothing too crazy you do a really good job at the at the the like the like the long drawn out stuff. Like it like you can tell the ambience is there, uh, and it and it's really unique sounding because uh, I mean like other than that track that I mentioned by like that's one track by the Acacia Strain. You don't really hear lengthy songs by like uh, like such heavy projects like that. Like maybe another band that comes to mind is like Between the Buried and Me, but they're more of a tech project, right? You know, they're, they're very technical band. So it's really unique that the stuff that you've been doing. 
Oh, thank you, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I try and do things outside of the box in, in, in metal, which is like really a pretty conservative genre. So it's hard to do things differently. And uh, I don't know, length, I guess, is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it works. You know what? I, I like it. It, it certainly uh, suits the standard uh, dilemma. Thank uh, you, how long have you been playing in bands for? What were some of your first projects? Uh, so I've been playing pretty much since I was like 15 years old and didn't even know how to play an instrument. Not that I do now, but... Uh, how old are you now? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. Last time I checked, I was 33. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure a year hasn't passed since then. So yeah, I'm going with 33. Right on, right on. <laughs> don't feel... Yeah, I'm, been, I'm, I'm what, turning... I was going to say, I'm turning 31 next week. So like, I'm with, oh. I'm with you. Far out, fucking uh, happy birthday <laughs> uh, a week early, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, you've been playing uh, since you were 15, you said? Yeah, so uh, I kind of picked up a bass when I was a kid and uh, I don't know, I was more interested in guitar and uh, picked up a guitar and I've always kind of gravitated towards like a leadership role in a band and doing primary writing and, uh, you know, getting everybody together and motivated. And mm. as time went on, I just kind of realized like, you know, okay, I'm more interested in, in, in the composition and the production of music than I am in just being like a single part of it. So that's kind of what led me towards doing a solo project and, you know, learn a bit about audio production and that kind of stuff. Right. Cause all the Cassandra dilemma stuff is like, that's all in-house done by you. Yes. And I say this kind of often with some, I guess like the technology is there. Like you don't need to spend fucking $500 to record three songs. Like you need to do like in two, like the two thousands era. Like that was, yeah. that was a real thing. Like if you wanted to put music on friggin' MySpace, just so that you could be like the rest of the bands that are doing the things that you were doing, you needed to spend a stupid amount of money to go to a studio with a guy who really didn't even want to, be there who like wanted to spend your time doing it the technology is there and it, there, it, there's no reason why starting projects can't do in-house projects from the, their bedroom nowadays that it's 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 there you're absolutely right and i, I think it's a bit of a, a a blessing and a curse because like you said anybody can do it now and it's a curse because anybody can do it now so people yeah. whose music is just a fucking carbon copy of somebody else's you know, the music industry is oversaturated with shit now and metal in particular. <laughs> there are so many bands out there. It's just like, fuck, I've heard this song 20 times already. Like, why do we need another version of it? You know what I mean? Another side of the coin of that, of like in-house, uh, you know, like doing it DIY is sometimes the people doing it necessarily don't know how to mix or master or know what they're doing because they are just literally downloading a program like, I don't know, something like audacity and taking a shot at it for the first time. And like, obviously you got to applaud that in some sense of the term, but like, I mean, you got to acknowledge it too, right? hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I noticed yourself, uh, you enjoy yourself some cannabis. You, it's, it's all over your Instagram. And if it wasn't obvious enough, Halbent is also an enjoyer of cannabis. That sounds so stupid. I just smoke weed. I smoke a lot of weed. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> this year I'm growing for the first time ever though, because I've oh, never, cool. I've, I've never done that. Uh, I've always had my uh, brother-in-law take care of that. And, uh, but this year I'm doing it myself. Uh, so I'm getting some clones from a buddy and I'm going to stick them in my garden. What advice can you offer a new grower? Um, 
Fuck, that's that's a good question. Well, you're doing it in your garden. Uh, make sure it gets lots of water and sunlight. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally the best I can do. Yeah. So, like, have you? Uh, do you just grow in your backyard? I just, I like, I just went through your Instagram and I noticed that you, you know, uh, like you you post quite a bit about, it. And, and like I, I can tell that you grow it yourself. So I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I do a bit of both. I, I have uh, indoor, uh, like a little grow tent and uh, some LED lights that I use. And, you know, with the last few years of technology and Amazon and shit being as cheap as it is, it's very easy to grow indoors. Um, and then, yeah, it come, uh, you know, when the season's right, I'll, I'll do outdoor as well, which uh, seems to yield a lot more. And uh, yeah, I don't know, both ways. They're great. Right on, right on. That's good. Oh. So you often post pictures of food that you've cooked on your Instagram. Uh, what's your relationship with cooking? And what's the most difficult or most tedious dish you've ever cooked on your own? Fuck, I don't even know how to answer that, man. Um, uh, fuck. Probably like uh, barbecuing something that's like a long-term project, like a beef brisket or something that's like yeah. – you know, you guys smoke it for like 16 hours. You dedicate your whole day to it. And I always end up fucking it up because if you <laughs> give me 16 hours in the sun, I'm going to be wasted by the end of it and <laughs> yeah. completely forget that there's a brisket on the barbecue. And yeah, it just ends up being just a good fucking time of getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you post, uh, you know, pictures of pizza uh, on your Instagram too. Like, you, do you, you like, you know, do you make the dough? Do you do the, do the whole nine? Yeah, so in in that instance, I, I had made the dough, but that's just kind of some shit that's thrown together. It's like, uh, I think that one was Greek yogurt and self-rising flour. So it's it's just a quick dough that you can do in like two minutes. I should really uh, dive into learning how to make actual dough, but, uh, you know, in a pinch that works, so. And like, have you like have you always just been cooking? Like, just like, even as like a like a teenager or whatever? Because I've never, I'm I'm not much of a cook myself, as you heard, and I've mentioned several times. I went to McDonald's. <laughs> hey man, good cooks go to McDonald's too, right? They got a fucking, some top choice on their menu. No, I don't know. I've only really uh, gotten into cooking in the like the last few years of my life, and you know, being out on my own obviously triggered that because it's it's uh, something you got to learn to do for yourself, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's it's a good way to spend time with uh, the girlfriend too. I find she really enjoys cooking. So uh, I don't know. It's an excuse to go outside, fire up the barbecue, and drink a thousand beers. I'm all about it. Totally, totally <laughs> awesome. So lastly, before we get into some anecdotes, uh, what's your favorite kind of pizza, and from where? Oh, because like you're you're in Hamilton, right? Yeah. So like uh, I was in Hamilton. I think it was last weekend. I tried at a place called Shorty's. Yeah, Shorty's is all right. Yeah, I fucking loved it. It was dynamite. So, okay. so I, I don't want to stop on all, all of your answer, but like, I was definitely liking it from that area. Okay, well, okay, that's New York style pizza, right? It's yep. like the big ass pieces that you fold up and eat like a fucking mess. So yeah. If you wanna, if you want, I, what, in my opinion, anyways, uh, uh, one that just opened up that's uh, slightly better than uh, Shorty's is called Cowabunga. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, so they're they're fucking legit, and it's the same thing. New York style pizza. Um, they got some some pretty out there fucking toppings on some of their pizzas. So if you're feeling adventurous, you know you can try something that's got like fucking peanuts on it, and that kind. Of, yeah, weird weird toppings. But you know, and then they have their their standard. You know, if you want a margarita or whatever, 
And yo, their dipping sauces are out of this fucking world. Oh, really? So I highly recommend. That's cool. Calabunga pizza. You got it, man. Uh, I asked about that because when I was in Hamilton, I remember the name because, like, how could you not forget a name like that? Right. I asked my buddy, I was like, yo, can we get that Cal? He said it was like, you have to order it in advance kind of deal. Um, you get a yeah. pre order it. Yeah. So, they, like, they, when they first opened up, like, they really had a big following and people were just like you'd call in at 10 in the morning and they'd be like sorry dude we're sold out for the day <laughs> holy um, shit now that people have tried it and it's been open long enough like business is kind of you know starting to work itself out and they're getting their schedule going it's much easier now you could probably call around noon and place an order and you know be able to go and pick it up kind of thing Rad. there's a place here in st Catharines called boss pizza and it's uh it's ran by the it's uh ran by the drum uh, the drummer of Wildside. actually i don't know if you ever okay. you heard that band they're they're pretty sick um but he he started it because um it's just authentic buffalo style pizza and the reason why he started it was because the pandemic struck and every week before the pandemic he would just go to buffalo and eat pizza if I've got, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure this is the story I'm, I've been told behind this. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but but this is the story I've heard. So he 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 went over to Buffalo all the time to eat pizza, and then since the pandemic struck, he couldn't go over the border. So in this case, he actually went out of his way to just make a bunch of Buffalo style pizza for himself, and then uh, you know he he was posting pictures about it, and I think it just gained traction and enough for him to actually start a business. So it's called Boss Pizza, and it's it's. Right now, like you can't, uh, you can't just. It's like not a storefront or anything. Like you actually have to order it on a specific day, and then you get it the following week. But uh, I've ordered it, and it's dynamite. It's so good. One of the best pizzas that I've definitely had in St. Catharines. What What is Buffalo style? Uh, refresh my memory. It's just honestly, uh, uh, it's a ton, uh, like almost a copi- copious amount of uh, pepperoni, like a ton of like Fuck the yeah, tiny, like the tiny ones, like the uh, yeah, like, cup and char or whatever. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then uh, like uh, the certain kind of Joe is also uh, uh, another a staple in in Buffalo style, and then I, I believe it's just a ton of cheese as well. Um, I think that's the case. I can't totally remember, but the, that's how uh, he. Uh, sells his product he calls it like the buffalo that's taking matters in your own hand eh? you can't get the pizza you want you're like fuck it i'll make it myself yeah yeah cool yeah and then just making some sort of like business out of it it's super cool so shout outs to uh boss pizza
Awesome. Let's get into some anecdotes. Tell me some of the wildest stories from being in a band, you know, being on the road or in a studio or anything in between. Okay. I, I thought long and hard about this. And full disclosure, I don't have a ton of show experience under my belt. I've never toured or anything like that. But when I was in my early 20s, late teens, uh, we did play uh, quite a few shows as a band and uh, had some pretty wild times. So uh, one that came to mind, and I don't even know, I don't think my band played this show, but we used to, uh, we'd charter a school bus because a friend's mom drove school bus for a living. And she was able to get us, uh, like rent this bus and drive us to and from shows. And she knew we, what we were like, and that we're all pretty much alcoholics in the making and we like to party, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> we booked a party bus for this, this show in Welland and, uh, we were living in Grimsby at the time. So we loaded up the bus full of Grimsby kids and we got fucking train wreck drunk on the way there. And we end up at the show and we're rowdy and stupid and we're breaking bottles and swearing and doing all kinds of bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what happened first. Like I know some guys broke some bottles in the parking lot and the promoter wasn't happy about that. And then uh, our vocalist at the time got into a fight with somebody because he got sidelined in the pit or something. Some stupid reason to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to fight this guy and this turns into a whole thing. And the promoter's finally like, all right, I've had enough of these fucking idiots. <laughs> you guys are all kicked out of this fucking bar. Go back from where you came. And we're like, okay, fuck you. And you know, they kicked us out. And we were on one side of the road. This is in Welland. And uh, all the Welland kids are on the other side of the road. And there's fucking four lanes of traffic dividing us. And our, our vocalist is just adamant about fighting this dude. So, oh boy, I, this is like pretty much the only thing I really remember from the night. But he's <laughs> in the middle of the road, four fucking lanes of traffic block, cars honking at him, and he's fucking got his dick out and he's pulling it, just jerking off, screaming at these kids, going, Fuck you, you fucking pussies, come fight me. What? That was pretty fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's some fucking, that's asserting your dominance. That's what yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, no, and nobody came to fight him, and I'm not entirely surprised because, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, how could you? How do you fight a man with his dick out? I don't know. I guess you whip yours out and fucking that's how you would do it. But, like, you fucking it's funny, actually though, because, like, the dude had the most average-sized dick you've ever seen. So it's like... <laughs> are you really asserting your dominance or are you like is this helping us at all oh that is so fucked up in so many ways but yeah you, you, what you do to in uh when someone is fucking whipping their dick out and wanting to engage a fight what you do is you whip out your dick and then then you engage a literal pissing contest yeah or a sword fight right yeah if you, if, sword if fight. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious dude that is and especially that it happened uh none other than Welland like it's like that place certainly has things happen in that city that's just like they kind of go down with uh in history places I, I like the music that comes out of uh Welland yeah, there's a lot of cool man. cool Welland bands but uh there's definitely times I've been walking down the street and uh, I've been asked uh you know for a cigarette and you go I'm like, sorry but I don't smoke and they go, <laughs> fuck you I'm gonna kick your ass and you're like what like <laughs> <laughs> what did I do <laughs> so it's that kind of city so uh <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. it's uh it's got some weird inhabitants and uh i don't know i was born there so i don't want to say anything too, too bad but my dad uh knocked up my 
my my aunt and that's how i was born so that kind of sums up well in for you there you go folks <laughs> all right do you have any more stories from uh you know being uh in a band oh fuck off the top of my head I, I, i'm sure i have another one about this guy okay another party <laughs> bus story so uh we're waiting for the party bus and we're all fucking drunk and uh hanging out at the high school parking lot and knocking them back and uh this guy again he he we're waiting for him to show up and he shows up on the other side of uh of the school uh there's like an uh fuck what do you call that like the outdoor arenas a field like a, a football yeah. field that's the one <coughs> so he's out there and he shows up and he gets out of a car and the dude's butt fucking naked <laughs> and uh, soccer game going on and uh he just decides he's running right through this soccer game and fucking uh yeah so he runs through this and uh everybody kind of just stops playing and they're just watching this fucking average sized dick guy running naked through the field and uh he comes up to us he's like oh what's up we're like dude what the fuck and i i guess that's pretty much the end of the story but i guess the funny part of it was the fact that the dude had shaved his head like uh receding hairline style like dr phil it was pretty fucking cool oh shit that's fucking yeah, pretty cool <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're still friends with this folks, but there's no way he's not a sex offender at this point. He he's he's not. He's I think he might be something worse than that. I won't, oh boy. I won't go into it, but sure. I don't know what's worse than a sex offender, but yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. He's doing it. He's doing it. Uh what's your go-to gas station snack? Combos. Combos. The pretzel with the cheese inside it, right? Yeah, there's nothing more fucking American than uh, <laughs> a good old pack of combos, and they're fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is, is there specific – because there's all sorts of different flavors. Is there a go-to one that you go to? Um, off the top of my head, I want to say, like, buffalo blue cheese. But yeah. I also feel like if I was in a gas station right now and they were all presented in front of me, I'd be like, oh, fuck, no, i got to have that one, too. So I'd end up probably with, like, three bags. <laughs> three bags, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll happen for sure. Good call. Good call on the combos. That is definitely a good one. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sucker for, like, the pastry. Like the, I don't know if they even called it. But what, what is a Twinkie? It's not a pastry, is it? The baked good? Like it, it could be like a poor man's pastry or something. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I go for those shit. Like, I know it's, they're not like, they're like, they're so bad, but they're so good. Like the ding dongs and the ho-hos or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sucker, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, those. Sucker for those. Bear claws. Yeah. Those are another one. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Bear claws. Where's the best show you've ever played? Best show I've ever played. Fuck. Probably uh, any house party, man. I fucking love playing house parties. Like, yeah, I've been him and hawing about about doing the Cassandra Dilemma as an actual like live band. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be really cool if it was just exclusively a house party band. If we're ever allowed to have a house party again, right? Because <laughs> like you know the wildest shit just goes on at those, and you know you usually you end up trashing someone's house, which is awesome. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They're, those are the most fucking fun. I, I do have a lot of fun at those. Now, this is my projection for 2020 and for maybe the next year or so. But this is what I think is going to happen uh, with bands and stuff starting to uh, starting to play again. I feel like those middle clubs 
that kind of existed just for, you know, the bar sales and kind of just, you know, book bands because they didn't really have any other reason to. I feel like some of those aren't going to exist anymore. And I feel like the only mediums of venues that bands like, you know, Hostage and Center are going to be able to play at are going to be like straight up house venues, which are always a good time. But I also feel like the only other venues aside from something like that is going to be like something bigger that we're probably not going to be actually able to play. Like something like, cause like all of the arena shows that have been pushed off for like the year or so um, need to come back and be rescheduled. So I feel like all that arena stuff is just going to exist. And then there's not going to be any of that club stuff. But maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to see all that uh, like club stuff still exists. But like, I feel like it's been so long that maybe they, they've. I mean, COVID's taken a lot of people. I uh, I 100% agree with you, man. And I said this at the get-go of this pandemic. I said I, I think this is going to go on a lot longer than people are anticipating. And a lot of these small clubs, you know, the guys aren't making fucking tons of money, and they don't have a lot of capital in the bank to be able to ride this shit out. No. So the bigger venues that do, they'll buy up all these little guys. And, you know, they might not even want to keep it as a venue and just say, fuck it. You know, this is, this is condos now, or this is fucking a restaurant now. And, uh, yeah, like I, I really think that the, the, the small bar scene is, uh, really going to take a hit from this. And it's, it's very unfortunate because like you said, man, a lot of these guys are just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's not about the money necessarily. It's just, this is what you do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it really, it does. It sucks absolutely yeah so hopefully that's not the case but that's yeah like uh, I, I'm, that's my our projection at least i suppose you can say well you and i are always right about everything so I'll everything just, right? <laughs> um so what's your rock star dream writer if you were at the level of, say metallica was at what would be the writer that you would want to like have in the green room as you showed up to the arena show oh fuck man Probably Jackson five. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to answer that fucking question. I don't listen to a lot of like bigger bands. Um, or if, if I did like, no, but like, sorry, what would be in like your green, like what would be stocked in your green room? What would be the kind of food that you would have there? Oh, oh, what kind of, okay. like, would there be some weed in there? Would there be a, would you ask for a bong? I, okay. There'd definitely be, uh acid there would definitely be acid <laughs> for everyone including the audience like oh everyone's, fuck yeah <laughs> everyone's getting high on acid we might not even end up playing a show but there's going to be everyone's going to be high on acid the we'll tickets are the made out of acid played. yeah <laughs> uh yeah there'd probably be a big bag of green um if i didn't bring my own yeah there'd just be one there for me because that's convenient i would have a volcano vaporizer 100 because they're the best yeah good call good call uh shitload of beer and jameson whiskey and maybe like a salad bar so that i can say that i ate healthy there you go yeah that's thinking that's thinking I, and i think like literally that's that's probably all i need yeah <laughs> i love it i love it drugs drugs <laughs> drugs and a little bit of vegetables fucking right hey you gotta stay healthy right yeah you gotta eat your greens <laughs> uh do you have any gear share nightmares do you have any nightmares from sharing any gears from playing shows outside of the city I've or maybe gears. even sorry, sorry go ahead i was gonna say or maybe even inside the city like uh, i i've had gear stolen from me in the past oh that sucks 
Yeah, it's honestly the worst feeling ever, like going to a show and playing with, you know, musicians who are probably equally as stupid and broke as, as I am. And then it's just like, like, why would you fucking do that to a fellow musician? You're supposed to be, you know, of the same, cut from the same cloth, whatever. Uh, it's just something you don't do. And uh, yeah, totally sucks. It happened to me a couple times. And uh, anybody who's thinking about doing it, I don't recommend it. It's just, it's shitty. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I mean, there's always sentimental value to uh, like, like instruments. Cause... Yeah, that too, man. That's, uh, that's an important thing. Like, if you stole my mom, I'd be, I'd be upset. Don't, don't steal her. Don't steal my, don't steal your mom. That's just yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, you know what? I think that wraps up this episode of Banecdotes. Thank you so much, Dan, for taking the time to do this with me. I hope it was better than not just a fit. No, I'm just. <laughs> oh, dude, you don't need to joke. Everybody knows this podcast is so much fucking better. than <laughs> Rob, if you got through this episode, you're hearing it. <laughs> Anyways, Thanks for having me, brother. Let the listeners know where the uh, new Cassandra Dilemma is coming out and where the listeners can find all your band social medias. And if there's anything else you want to plug or give a shout out to, now's the time. Uh, okay, so Cassandra Dilemma, new material, all of it will be out. I'll have some merch amongst other things uh, mid-July. I'm not telling you a date because I can't fucking remember. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it'll be four tracks, all really long. You can find it on Spotify and Bandcamp and iTunes and all those other streaming platforms that I've subscribed to. Um, I want to give a shout out to Luke Shiasen for teaching me a lot about production. He's helped me out huge. He's an awesome dude, so check him out. And thank you for having me, Phil. Hell yeah. Fucking thank you for hanging out with me. We're going to end the sh uh, show with the tune that I'm on. I'm on a Cassandra Dilemma song. Fucking right you are. Awesome. So we're going to end the tra uh, episode with Eternal Unrest. Thanks again, Dan. Thank you, brother. Holy fucking shit. Your life is a
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Banecdotes. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review, download. Follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes. That's B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be a guest, if you want to have your new music featured on our new Music of the Month episode, featured every last Friday of the month, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. In the middle there, I played a song from the Cassandra Dilemma called Keeper of Loathe. And the last song we ended off with was Eternal Unrest. And both those songs are available on the new EP titled Animosity Reborn. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Take it easy, folks.